Welcome to the No Toes Down podcast at BitCat Country and SB Nation. You can follow us on Instagram and Twitter at No Toes Down and email us at notoesdown at gmail.com. Make sure you subscribe and rate us. has happened since we last spoke to each other yeah i guess (laughs) we just watched the raptors win yeah that was nice that was nice i wish we could say that more about the jags but we can't but hey we got Minshew. we do have Minshew. did you see his performance it's almost a week ago but did you see it yeah the little tippy toes he looked brutal and then he looked awesome a fourth quarter savior that could be his new nickname the Mississippi fourth quarter savior. Could be, could be. Yeah, we don't need to re- recap the game too much, but there's something about Minshew as he plays poorly the entire game, and then when fourth quarter comes and the game is somewhat in the grasp of winning, he just has some magic about him, and uh, you just never seem like the team's out of the game and he was able to rally him back. They got a little luck from the refs, but usually the Jags don't get the luck. So, you know, that's part of the Minshew magic. Drives them down, a couple touchdowns, Chris Conley, a couple catches, and look at that. They won. And I don't know if it was a good thing that they won because ultimately impacts their draft, but it was exciting. Well, it's good for Minshew, at least. It's exciting to see him, you know, perform and actually achieve stuff that Nick struggles to. And on another note, I do think that Minshew is actually one of those athletes who performs well under pressure because it seems like you said, even in being in the fourth quarter, that's when he starts to step it up. I think that's what it really boils down to is the pressure. Yeah, I think you're right. I don't think he changes who he is or how he plays, but it it's almost like something heightens in his ability when it is fourth quarter. You can tell like he's not changing his personality or you know the way he goes about things, but just I don't know. It's like his antennas go up and all of a sudden it's like go time. Yeah. Yeah. So that was great, and you're right. If if the Jags, you know, obviously they're out of the playoffs, they can't have a winning record. But if Minshew can show that he can lead the team uh, and win a couple games, then yeah, I guess it is good because it gives the team confidence. Uh, it gives Minshew some confidence, and it shows everyone that needs to be shown that, hey, maybe this is a guy that can lead the team into the future. It's still kind of juries out, but through 10 starts, 5-5, five and five, not that bad. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, no, it was good. And, uh, you know, it was the last game in the black hole in Oakland. It's called the black hole, and you saw some crazy fans out there wearing all sorts of masks. Yeah, that's that's interesting. And whenever I see their their games, I always wonder if it's like Halloween or something. I know. Did you see any favorite masks? Um, Dark Knight. No, not Dark Knight. Night King. Night King. Yeah, <laughs> I guess it's a very interesting yeah. interpretation that those fans have. You should like them. All they wear is black and white. I know. That's my color. I know. But just less, you know. Rebellion and rock, (laughs) it's more just classic. Yeah, to to think that the very last game ever played in this Oakland Coliseum, ever, 
the Jaguars have the last win. It's kind of funny. Hey, they were blessed by the Minshew. They need to... I guess it's storybook once Minshew is involved. Exactly. History in the making. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's pretty funny. But you got to feel for Oakland fans a little bit. They lost the Golden State Warriors. Now they're losing the Raiders. And all they have left is the Oakland A's, which is a baseball team. And people don't really care about baseball as much anymore. So, sad. Imagine if we lost the Raptors and the Blue Jays in the same year. All we had was the Leafs. That would be brutal. Oof. I could see an actual, like, what do they call those things? Like a parade? Mm-hmm. When people would protest. A protest. Yes. And there would actually be a protest if any of that happened in yeah. Toronto. I don't think we have to worry about that anytime soon, though. Yeah. So, anyway, got the win up to five and nine. Hopefully, at this point... Maybe they can win the last two, get to seven and nine, and Minshew shows some more. The defense shows some more. Josh Allen continues to progress. Unique Ngakwe continues to play well. And, you know, I don't think you can, can, can carry momentum from one year to the next since the season uh, ends and starts. It's like a seven-month gap. But it means that players have played well and stepped up, and that's important. Yeah. All, All right. right. Um, so what's this thing about some guy who got fired? Tom (laughs) Coughlin? Yeah, him. Well, I'll give you a little backstory on him. So, he's the president of football operations. So, all decisions football go through him. And when he was the coach in Jacksonville a long time ago, before he got fired the first time, you know, he had a lot of success, but he was known for his, like, excess rules. So... He made a rule that if a meeting started at 11, you were only on time if you were there before 10.55. You had to be at least five minutes late. So that's like a made-up rule. Mm -hmm. And he had a lot of rules about, you know, dress code and wearing certain ties. And, you know, Jeff Lagerman, who is one of the Jaguars radio guys, um, got fined once for wearing a bolo tie because it wasn't the tie that Tom wanted, even though there was nothing in the language. But anyway, there's just a lot of rules he had. And, you know, when he left, those rules are gone. There's never really been a coach, it seems, that has been this strict. But when he came back, even though he's not the coach, he still put all these rules in. And you knew about the rules, but you didn't know that players were filing grievances about it. Until Monday, there was a huge NFL Players Association, not article, but statement talking about, you know, there's been a lot of grievances that have been filed against the Jaguars and 25% of all NFL grievances over the past year or two were all directed towards the Jaguars. And of course, that's Tom Coughlin. And it turned out that Dante Fowler was fined 25 times for over $700,000 for missing mandatory appointments. And I'm putting quotations because they aren't mandatory appointments because there's no such thing as mandatory appointments in the offseason. And he was getting fined out of his paycheck. Um, So obviously Dante Fowler and his representation filed a bunch of grievances and they won them. And now after they've won them, the NFL Players Association releases a statement saying like, we did an amazing job. We got $700,000 back for our players. All these grievances of the Jaguars, blah, blah, blah. Basically throwing shade at the Jaguars. And the last statement is, any players in free agency 
you might want to reconsider or something like that. You know, or you might want to keep this in mind when you're talking to the Jaguars. So basically saying, like, players, maybe it's not a good idea to go. Yeah. So, I mean, this guy makes all the rules and makes his team abide by the rules and has harsh penalties. Leonard Fournette got a $99,000 fine last year for sitting on the bench when he wasn't playing in the game. Like, these are made-up rules, and he's just finding them. But the ones for Dante Fowler specifically were against the CBA. There's, you can't hold someone to, to come to mandatory whatevers when there are no such thing as a mandatory appointment or whatever in the offseason. So this guy is so hell-bent on rules, but he can't follow the rules himself. Mm. So it was very long-winded, but that came about, and I don't know, what are your thoughts on that? Well, it seems like the NFL has pretty much put out a Yelp or Glassdoor review Glassdoor, about the yeah. Jags. And that's kind of unfortunate that it's come to that. But, I mean, it's awful that this guy was allowed to do this and for so long, it seems, that he's been doing this for a while. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I'm glad that they finally got rid of him. But it also begs the question that he's probably not the only person in the NFL who probably does this. I'm sure there are people on other teams who might do this. We're just not aware of it. Um, Like in his case, he might be one of the most extreme cases out there because that's a little ridiculous. Um, But hopefully, you know, them taking action um, to let him go will change um, the opinion of players who are considering the Jags, hopefully. Well, that was why Shad Khan let him go. Look, Tom Coughlin was getting fired at the end of the season. He had made too many mistakes. The performance of the team was bad. Bad locker room culture, bad organizational culture, and a lot of it was from him because he treats everyone like a kid, right? But when this came out, I mean, players and people around the league want to see that actions being taken immediately, and that's what Shad Khan did. He fired him, said, hey... Whether Shad Khan knew about this stuff or not, we'll never know that. And unless he comes out and talks and he basically said, I'm, I'm not for what Tom Coughlin did. This is not what the Jaguars are about. Players, player representatives, we're a good organization and we don't stand for this. So they got rid of him right away. And I think that was the right thing to do. Yeah. Okay. I mean, yeah, it, it's crazy to me. And there's people defending Tom Coughlin saying, oh, well, they should have let him kind of leave on his own accord and, you know, not leave in such a negative um, perception. But that's exactly what should happen if he is causing all these issues. And, I mean, the point of football is to get the best players to win. And if if players see that he's treated other players like crap and you're going to let him go out on his own accord mm-hmm. and sail off into the distance retiring, yay, thanks, everybody. Well, players are going to be like, well, that's crap. He should be called out just like every one of us was called out. And that's what Shad Khan did. And I appreciate that. Agreed. Yeah. So, I mean, it's like if you're at work and someone said, do this, do this, do this. And they did the exact opposite in their time. Yeah. That's not okay. If you're going to be a stickler, you got to follow the rules yourself. So, I'm glad to see him go. Jalen Ramsey would probably still be on this team if he wasn't part of the organization. Which isn't a bad thing in the end. They got a lot for him. But um, there's a lot. There's a lot of things that might have gone differently. True. Do you think the coach Doug Marone will end up being able to keep his job? Uh, I mean, it, I guess it 
all depends on how well the season's almost over to be two honest, games left so i don't yeah. really think there's much there i think he's definitely in a hot seat but i think the person who's actually being like <laughs> held over a pot of boiling water is whoever got them to sign nick Foles, which is tom coughlin really okay so he's gone so yeah so then in that case you know probably Depends on how Doug Marone kind of expressed his feelings about the situation with Nick. If he was supportive of Tom's decision, then he might be in hot water soon. Mm -hmm. Um, But if he wasn't, I would say then maybe they would consider giving him another year. They would give him like a timeline to which he needs to show results. Yep. but that's just from my perspective. Yeah, I don't it's just know. like any business. It's all about performance, right? Yeah, exactly. I, I feel bad for Doug. This year there's been a crazy season with the Foles signing and Nick Foles getting hurt and then Minshew and that Q- QB controversy and then all that junk with Jalen Ramsey. And the front office never came and had a press conference to talk about what happened. And every week it was all on Doug Marone to answer all these questions for things that he didn't really have much of an influence on or definitely didn't have decision-making power on. And he's just there taking answers or taking questions and every day being like, hey, guys, like I'm not sure. And he'd give his best answer. And this happened again with this NFLPA stuff. And here he is trying to answer all these questions about what happened. And he just had to sit there and answer questions all year long. And no one came to support him. No one. And I feel bad for him. You could tell how great of a guy he is just by how he how he went through the whole season and everybody likes him. The players have shown out they liked him. The results haven't been great, though. I would be okay to give him another chance. Even though the season went tough, I think there were a lot of factors at play here, and I would like to see him back. Yeah. You've got to know him a little bit. He's a good guy. Yeah. And he's also a good football coach. He brought the team to the AFC Championship less than two years ago. That's true. I so. Anyway, okay, let's take a break. I know you're tired, still dreaming about the Raps win. So you'll hear from our sponsors, and we'll be back in a couple minutes. Okay, we're back. Nicole, you're tired. Absolutely. But I have some great news for you. All right, what is this great news? I saw on Instagram, and I hope to God it's real. Leonard Fournette was FaceTiming your boy, the one and only Blake Bortles, this (laughs) week. (laughs) Okay. Could he be coming back? Is Blake coming back? Let's go. He's probably like, I I hear Nick is terrible. Can I come back for Christmas? (laughs) It is Christmas time. What do you think Blake's doing for Christmas? I'm probably out there shopping for a new Christmas sweater. You know, he's got to find something that aligns more with the Rams. So, you know, less Jaguar print. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, maybe something with a goat on it. I don't know if there's... Do you know what the goat stands for, though, in football terms? The greatest of all time. Yeah, but I mean, like, you know, you're not going to find Do you think he thinks he's the greatest of all time? Is that what you're (laughs) saying? Why are we taking this angle right now? (laughs) I mean, I meant he's probably getting a goat because... On his sweater, like an actual goat, the animal. Oh. Because it's not... You're not going to find one with a ram on it. Okay, so a goat, because it looks like the ram, and he's trying to be team-oriented. Yeah, he's like, this is Mm. the closest I could get to a ram. So, hey guys, I'll just be here on the bench if you need me. (laughs) (laughs) 
Just spinning the ball up and down <laughs> on his finger or something. Yeah. Go get him, guys. Yeah, all right. Okay, go, go. Yeah. Nah, that's pr- probably pretty good. If he was in Jacksonville, he'd probably just be lying on the beach or something. But instead, he's buying a Christmas sweater. Good right. for you, Blake. Yeah, I know. Or maybe he'd go to Flying Iguana. Ooh, nice. Yeah. Good restaurant. Shout out to Flying Iguana. You've been to Jacksonville <laughs> twice, and you've been to that restaurant three times. Yep. Wow. Shout out to Flying Iguana. Okay, uh, well, two games left in the season. Jags go to Atlanta. They play there like once every eight years or something. So it's kind of exciting to watch. I'm excited to watch the game. Hopefully Minshew on the turf can razzle-dazzle. Yeah. Razzle-dazzle. I know. He needs to take some ballet classes. I think they're really going to help him with those, you know, spin moves. and With that feet work. I know, exactly. Yeah. And just keep him on those tippy toes, beard twinkle toes. Well, I don't expect them to win, but I didn't expect them to win last game, so who knows? Maybe Minshew on turf is a new animal. Maybe the goat, perhaps. Ooh, Ooh yeah. Maybe. And then they finish the season at home against Indianapolis, and to me that's kind of boring. They play that team all the time. We know what to expect, whatever, but there is a chance that the Czechs don't finish last in the AFC South, which would be hilarious, but... Our next podcast is going to be before Christmas, so yeah. we can share some Christmas cheer, hopefully after a Jags win. Mm-hmm. And any last words for the listeners out there? Keep your spirits up. You know, it's Christmas. Let's be thankful that Minshew was here mm-hmm. because it would the have, been, could have been very real awful without him. <laughs> That's so, so true. Thank I mean, you, Gardner Minshew. <laughs> I mean, if you if you can, if you can, you know, just create a, what are those things called? The ornament of something, some kind, and dedicate it to Minshew yeah. and put it on your tree because, yeah. you know, what would we have done? We I don't even know what we would have talked about. We would have been on the show, like, you would have been on the floor every episode. Yeah. Just no, it would have been tough, so... Let's, yeah, thanks to Gardner Minshew. Thanks for the Jag, to the Jags for that win in Oakland. And hopefully two more end out the season. Yeah. Okay. All right, we'll, we'll see you We'll talk guys. to you guys next week. Bye. Bye.